there's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! So another two big football names with us this evening, the Rangers legend Barry Ferguson and Celtic star Peter Grant. Actually thinking about it, they're Alloa Athletic Royalty. Two ex-managers from Alloa, so our first caller tonight on the line is Mike Mulroney. Mike! (laughs) (laughs) I'm not so sure you said a fan there. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) Uh, No, great to have you in the studio Peter, Pleasure good to, to see you back. Pleasure. Barry, it's the first time you two have been together since what, your days at Birmingham City? Yep, yep. Um, I think that was what, 2011? 2012, yep. correct me if I'm wrong here, Peter. Good memories, good memories, yep. but Arsenal, cup final. Yep. But indeed, yeah. Fantastic memory. I remember him tapping the goalkeeper on the head, that's the only thing I can remember in the last <laughs> kick of the game. <laughs> yep. After we got the winner. You were the coach there. It was a, I, mean, I remember watching it and to, for you, Alec McLeish, the manager, Barry there, the captain. It was phenomenal to win. But here we are today. There's so many things to talk about, aren't they? Uh, for example, who would be a football manager? Sean Maloney. 19 games. He only won six of them. But can you believe he's gone already from Hibs? Who w- was going to take over? We'll bring you news in a moment or two. We don't know yet, but who would be a manager? VAR is coming as well. What do you think about it? It's going to be here in December. And also still the post-mortem on the old firm at the weekend, the Glasgow Derby. Barry, first of all, Sean Maloney, what's your thoughts? And we were together Monday night. I don't think we thought we'd be uh, seeing the departure of that young manager so soon. Yeah, but I was surprised, if I'm being honest with you, Paul. Only 19 games. I think it was six wins, six draws. Um seven defeats I thought they would have gave him at least to the end of the season there's five games to go um, he only had the January window he, he bring his own players in but listen they've, the board have made a, a decision I think it's a bit harsh I believe that Sean should have got a bit longer um, but that's football listen me and Peter have been involved in it Peter longer than me obviously but I just think he should have been given a, a, a bit more time if I'm being honest with you. You played alongside him with Scotland. Peter, you know him well from Celtic and from the many clubs you've been at. What do you make of that? Such a short time. What went wrong? Well, it's very difficult from the outside to watch him because obviously I don't watch him week in, week out. Um, I listen to Sean speaking after the games. I know he's a right football man and the respect to that. Obviously, he's worked with Martinez at Belgium, so he's watching me top quality players. Sometimes that can be a frustration when you get into a club and you think the players, you're trying to get the same thing for the players that you have. He lost Boyle, which was a massive blow to him, you know, and they never really replaced him. Um, Nisbet's out injured, you know, another massive blow to him. And there's not many teams carry many strikers and if they're the guys that scored all the goals, so it's always going to be difficult. That sometimes can be the difference. But other games he's probably played well and maybe not got that victory when he's needed it. You know, and ended up losing or drawing, and then that pressure becomes. And I know myself; I, I think I had four defeats and uh, seven draws, and it's not enough. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to win games of football. So we understand that. But 
I'm sure the chairman must have looked at it before he changed Sean in and said, well, it's, going to, it's a young man in his job for the first time. We've got to give him a bit of an opportunity to try and put his stamp on it because it's completely different by all accounts to what Jack is. Mm. You know, Jack's got good experience and he's worked at different levels as well and was, I would say, successful for Hibs. You know, to follow that, then you'd hope they were going to give him a little bit of time, but obviously the, the chairman seemed different and the owner seemed different. We had a couple of Hibs fans on last night. Uh, what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. But we're still thinking about the weekend there and the cup semi-final. Rangers are through. Barry, it's been, you've had a couple of days to think about it. It was a momentous three days for Rangers and two games for 120 minutes. It's almost impossible to believe that yeah, they finished so strong. It was a massive week. I, I said that after the, the Braga game away from home when they, they got that 1-0 mm. defeat. And I was including this at Murn Gaming and it was a, a massive week for, for Gio. Um, obviously, good performance against at Murn. Braga, I thought they were exceptional in the first half against Braga. It could have been anything. Um, but that obviously went into extra time. And then that's a worry at the back of your mind when you're going to play against Celtic, who, let's be honest, have been in unbelievable form, undefeated since September. Um, I think it was away to Livingston. Mm. Um, but I, I thought Rangers' performance um, was excellent. Um, certainly... Getting into the extra time, you, you do worry again. But I thought there was individually, um, I thought John Lundstrom, for me, is now shown what a top midfielder he, he, he is. Um, he came in for a bit of criticism. Mm. I always backed him on here. I've watched him plenty of times uh, when he played with Sheffield United, obviously with John Fleck playing there. And he did stand out, and I thought in, in Sunday he was exceptional. But listen, I, I thought Rangers deserved mm. to win. Um, I know a lot of people were going on about Celtic were poor, but... That's down to the way that Rangers played and the way that Rangers applied themselves. Peter, you've played in so many of these games and sometimes Celtic would win and sometimes it was Rangers. You could never tell form goes out the window. What did you feel about uh, about Sunday afternoon? Well, I think we said that last week, you know, when people yep. were talking about Celtic were odds on. I said, well, the two games are never alike. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very, very difficult in the games to say who's going to tip the balance and it's a performance. I thought Rangers started the game very well. Uh, well. There wasn't much in it. I've got to take a wee bit of egg in my face because over the last two weeks I'd said that I wasn't so sure if they could handle the pressure, you know, off playing at Ibrox more than anything else, you know, and I think they've done that exceptionally well both at Hamden and at Ibrox last week, you know, so I thought on the day they just about shaded it. Celtic had big moments in the game and didn't take them, which in other games they have done. You know, you could talk about Vicar, uh, Carter Vickers' yep. chance to make it 2-0, sure. but you could talk about Jota rolling the ball across to Mieda. You know, it was a simple tap-in and the manager's going crazy at the side of the pitch. So there's all the moments, but I think when you look at it in the cold light of day, you've got to put your hands up and say that Rangers over the piece, you talk about the efforts they put in in the last two games, I think they, they, they just shaded it. And that's hard for me to say that, but I think they just shaded that, there's no doubt, at the weekend. And you mentioned it before I did, that you did say there have been questions. I mean, James Tavernier, I know two years ago, said questions about how they felt pressure playing at home but you did say it would go to extra time But so Rangers have answered that question though haven't they that they can play in front of 50,000 and win yeah but I think everybody forgets I thought Lundstrom was magnificent I mm -hmm. thought Bassey done tremendous again after Rogic who was a big big player for Celtic but he went in after him didn't allow that wee bit moments of magic to give him that space to play in but I thought the two guys that come on Arfield and Davis oh. I think for me mm -hmm. That, that was, I think, the turning point. Arfield would run on, but Davis never emptied the middle of the pitch. So when the ball came, kept back, coming back out, he kept putting it back in the areas or getting it wide and keeping Rangers' momentum in there. And Celtic then looked a little bit tired. Going even on the goal, when Tavani puts the ball across, the midfield's not dropped back in. 
and Arfield gets his finish which was a great finish which he's always done by the way and he could have done it at Celtic Park in the yeah. game when Celtic were comfortable winners he had a great opportunity made a great run forward and I don't think I think if there's only one weakness in the Celtic team and it's ironic Hattati's talked about his tiredness yeah. he's not a great tracker mm-hmm. he runners Alright we'll come back to that Gordon's on a Rangers fan Gordon good evening Hi guys, how you doing? Hi yeah, Gordon. Good. What about Stephen Davis there? So Peter Grant, uh, Barry was saying the same on Monday night that he just he bossed it when he came yeah. on. Are you going to re-sign him for next season? Stay on. I, I don't know if he'll re-sign. Obviously, um, you've probably heard it yourself. There was a lot of rumours came about that maybe him and Gio had a bit of a fall. I even heard rumours that uh, he had a pre-contract signed by St. Mern and stuff. I, I, I personally would keep him for exactly what he done on Sunday because. Um, yeah, I, Stephen Davis was brilliant when he came on but I, I just thought the full team would bang on and to pick up, to pick up on what uh, Peter says he, he, he said I've got a bit of egg in my face I think a lot of people did Rangers fans included because uh, that it's amazing what can happen in 72 before Thursday night I was sitting thinking I'm not sure we could go over the line against Braga and I'm not too confident for Sunday and then sitting on Monday morning mm. it, just the mentality shift and I think Gio's tactics for the first time, I would say, I've properly noticed where he actually took a game beforehand and he's tactically outclassed a manager. Because even one of the most important things I think we got right was um, John Lundstrom just completely nullifying Tom Rogic, who is a dangerous, dangerous player. And Peter's just said about that. We'll come back to that in a second or two, Barry. What about Stephen Davis? Is there a problem between him and the manager? And No, listen, he has said these injuries. He's yep. had a few niggles. He, uh, Listen to an interview um, before he went away to Ireland um, to play with the national team. He was struggling for a couple of months with a few niggles. So that's the reason why he wasn't in the team. But he's a proper footballer, Stephen Davis. I played with him. Um, he brings a real calmness to the game. And when he comes on the pitch, it's like he keeps everybody at ease. He, he's a, he just sits in that anchor role. And simple. He plays the game so simple, but it's... Granted, I'll tell you, it's so effective, so effective. Um, and the difference he made when he came on um, was unbelievable. And he done similar to um, the St Mern game and the, the Sunday yeah. previous to that. He, when he came on after 26 minutes, I think it was, he came on and he, he really affected the game as well. But in terms of Stephen Davis, is he going to stay on? I think he's fat enough to play. Mm. Um, I, I'm sure he'll leave it to the end of the season, but he'll make the decision himself. And if he's willing to go and play on, yeah, 100% I would give him a, another year's contract. But you don't see him going to a St Mirren, for example? Stephen Davis? Yeah. No, 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 no been disrespectful to St Mirren. I still yeah. think he can play at a, a high, high level, yeah. Stephen Davis. And that was proved when he went away with the national team. And it's been proved over the last week or so with the, the performances he's put in against St Mirren and Celtic. Gordon, that should reassure you a bit. You're not going to go from Rangers to uh, St Mirren at the moment, given the way that Stephen Davis is still playing. But the thing is that you've got to remember when the boys are at this age, the manager's maybe going to tell them he's not going yeah. to be playing week mm-hmm. in, week out. And I had a similar yeah. situation even at Celtic. I could have played, I knew I'd have played the, for the, the following year for definite. But then after that, there was I wanted to sit in the stand at Celtic Park even though I was a massive Celtic supporter. Not, no way. I wanted to continue to play. I went down to England and played till I was 38. You know, and I left yeah. Celtic at 32 mm. because I wanted to continue playing because I train every day to try and play. And Stephen maybe be at that stage and maybe he's starting to think of coaching. Mm. Maybe it's something Rangers will look at if he's got injuries that he can't continue to play if they're building up. So Stephen will make that decision. But for me, if he's fit to play and he's got, he's got an opportunity, 
I think Gio would be a bit silly to let one with that amount of experience and also having that sort of mentality. He knows how to win games and he's, listen, look at the amount of caps he's at international sure. level. So it's a massive experience you'd be losing more than just a football player. That's it's a great it's brilliant yeah. also having that guy sitting on the sidelines yeah. knowing if a game needs somebody like him to come in, you can bring him on. Scott Arfield as well, he's mm. he's up in the summer. I would be surprised if Rangers don't offer Scotty Arfield um, another contract. He's, he's deep runs for, for midfield you see the problems that he causes teams so they're two players I would certainly look to keep and Scott Arfield knows he doesn't he's not going to play every week but he's so effective well when... before Gio came in it looked to me if he yeah. was out the door under Stephen Gerrard he wasn't involved at all um, since Gio's come in he, he's, he's played them for the start but also he's been really effective when he's come off the bench so they're two class midfielders there's no doubt about it they bring so much to the Rangers team and also, Granny just mentioned the experience they have mm. as well. Experience is vital. Gordon Rose, yep. what do you think? Sure. Peter, you know, what about Gordon's point there about the tactical battle? So, Gordon, you're saying that he, uh, Gio, won it on the day against Ange Postacoglu. I, I think so. That, that's what I was saying. The yep. likes even John Lundstrom can another find Tom Rogic because mm. he, I want to Celtic fans maybe complain about his fitness and stuff like that, but it, all it takes is a turn of the hips for Tom Rogic and he can change a game. Just one yeah. through ball, anything. And uh, Calvin Bassey was doing it, and they were kind of dropping into each other. They, they knew what they were doing. It was even just the mentality of the players. It was just so different to the past two from games. It was as if uh, whoever it is in the dressing room before the game just said, hey, absolutely, no, no. I know there's a whole conversation about tackles, and I've kind of bored hearing about the referees. But, um, <laughs> Good man. <laughs> so we. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's just the, the, just a no nonsense approach. And yeah. the one clip that I loved. Sunday more than most was when Calvin Bassey went over to apologise to one of the players that he just tackled and John Winston screamed at him to get yeah. back just not to do that because you shouldn't be doing that on the day that's what it's all about so Peter do you agree with Gordon on that one? Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't think I'd ever went and shook somebody to get them up, you know. No. You'd be making sure you'd be lying there, you know, but in the right way. And as I say, Rangers were really competitive. I thought they'd done that tremendously well. Bassey was going after Tom Rogic, who if I'm a manager, I'm making sure he's not going to dictate the way he has dictated in recent weeks. He's been outstanding. And to be fair to him, Bassey went in after him. Lundstrom was in front of him. And the one time he did get free in the first half, that was a chance I was talking about. Jota gets down, he gets turned, Rogic turns, puts Jota in and he should slide it across to Mieda. He doesn't do that. But after that, Bassey was in after mm -hmm. him. Runston was round about him. And he's a massive player for Celtic. But then you're hoping that your other guys come up and play. But Tom never had influence on the game that everybody would have expected. But to be fair... The manager can set the tactics out and Gio is no dummy. I said that when he was in Braga. I thought they played a lot better than the, they had a lot of criticism and I thought they played a lot better than the, the, the criticism they, they got. And I think tactically the manager got it right but the players have got to carry it out when they go on the football pitch and I think to a man they've got to say that they all stood up to that on Saturday and as I say you've asked questions of them before. So, and as I say sometimes it's people say Celtic didn't play particularly well I think Rangers didn't allow them to play as well as they could. There yes, wasn't much in the game. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. sometimes you've got to say, at the end of the day, it's not about what you do, you know. It's sometimes mm. opposition are out there to stop you playing. And I think they've done that very, very well against the ball. Rangers, I thought, were excellent against the ball. It's, it's the most yep. aggressive I've seen Rangers. And, mm. and being aggressive, it doesn't mean that you need to yeah. go over the top sure. of the ball mm. or whatever. The, uh, denying them space. And when Rogic, mm. Rogic, if you give him half yeah. a yard, he'll destroy you. And he did. He's that good. He and that's, yep. I thought that was an area of the pitch. Rangers obviously identified mm. Callum McGregor was really quiet he's he's a proper player for me Rogic and Hitati were really mm. quiet and that was an area I felt I don't know if Granty agrees mm. with me 
I think a lot of games are won and lost in the middle of the pitch and certainly Rangers yeah. won that because Celtic's got real quality in there. Gordon, you think you'll win the cup? I would imagine the Scottish Cup. What about the title? So we don't know. It's going to be, what, five games? Amazing. The game, obviously, uh, on Sunday is now uh, Saturday. So that's good news for you with Europe. What are you thinking for the title? I don't I, I, I genuinely think it's done but then again I, as I say I don't know how much um, it would affect both teams I think it would have gave Rangers a massive 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 risk especially after Sunday I've seen a lot more like, togetherness for the squad I think we've got a lot more belief that they could actually do it mm-hmm. it's, it's, up, it's up to Celtic whether they brought points or not they, they, need, they need to technically lose two games and draw one at mm-hmm. least or uh, we've got to beat them at Celtic Park it could end up another helicopter Sunday you just don't know you can never say never in football I mean 2005 mm-hmm. I think I've read the title written off and it, it, it can happen do I think it'll happen probably no but uh, you just never know in Europe the final I I, I, I said I, I said these a few weeks ago when I was on I'd put mm-hmm. Seville and that was before Braga you did of uh, course that's right yeah I, you did. and I and that's what Kenny Miller said I was manifesting the final and I, gen- I genuinely think we've got what it takes to get there and I, I think we could win it Barry what do you think the title we talked about it Monday night what do you feel tonight Wednesday well you never know listen you never know what could happen it's how Celtic react my honest opinion do I, say, do I see Celtic dropping points up at Ross County no I don't but you need to see that, look, they've been undefeated since September that, that was a tough one for them to take on Sunday and the sign of a top team is how you react and that's why going out and getting a win straight after and I think it all hinges on this weekend if I'm being honest with you this is a tough one for Celtic mm-hmm. to be fair to Malky McKay what a job he's done up at, sure. at Ross County oh, getting him into the top six yep. but my honest opinion I, I see Celtic winning on Sunday but you, you never know I'm going to ask Peter next what's going to happen next Gordon we're going for the break speak to you soon thanks for calling the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant Listen live weeknights from 5 Talking Scottish football first Let's go Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney and Peter Grant with you tonight 08, 08 17 17 700 already Peter said he might have egg on his face there's no sign of it though Peter you were dignified <laughs> oh, was. You, did, uh, you did it well and you got your tackle in early there you said it before hey, I, had to make sure you you were, I knew you were going to throw up to me so I'll make sure I get in first do you realise you're pointing at me occasionally in the studio? <laughs> I've got a hands, I'm sitting on my hands now. <laughs> and Barry, great to see Peter back with us and you had some time together at Birmingham City um, a number of years ago and you went all the way to the final. What a result the other night though, Birmingham against Blackpool. Yeah, I've seen that. Through your old clubs. I, I yeah. think they're going to be safe from relegation, but it's, listen, it's a club I, I spent a few years at and um, I had a great time Go on with everybody yeah. at, at the club. Um, I'm sure Grant will agree with me here. It's a lot of good people at the club. Sure. Um just the owners at the time were a bit, uh, I don't yeah. know what I could call a bit dodgy. How did you go on with Karen Brady and all that? But uh, no, she was she was away before yeah. she was away before Granite came yeah, in. She, she, I'd she signed gone. when they were yeah. they were in charge. Brady right. Sullivan. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I know indeed. But listen, I had a brilliant okay. time yeah. there, and for us to go and and do what we've done in the, the League Cup, nobody fancied us nope. at all. We had a game plan, and the game plan um, worked perfectly. Just 
the downer was getting obviously relegated um, at the end of the season. Who's going to win the title in England? Liverpool go top after uh, demolishing Man United last night. Peter, are you surprised at just how bad Man United are now? I was in their performance, yes. I thought if it wasn't Manchester United jerseys that you'd on, they would, that wasn't yeah. somebody that was representing that club and what their expectations are. You know, but you've got to give great credit to Liverpool. I thought they were magnificent. I think, I'd have said to you, Manchester City all the way a few weeks mm -hmm. ago, to Diaz actually came in. And I've liked him. Since he's walked in the door, I think he sparked everybody else around about the football club. And it shows you how important it is that one signing. Whereas you can make a signing if it's a negative one. And people are talking about Man United's big signings not being positives. This boy Diaz has come in, Jota who come in. So the last few signings have been brilliant and have sparked everybody else. What a difference, Barry. It's going to be so tight. Do you think Man City, they're up against Brighton? I, I say it's Man City yeah. at the start of the season. Yeah. A month ago, I would say Man City, but I've got a bonus we watching Liverpool. And I, I think Liverpool took their foot off the gas. It was that yeah. easy. Mm -hmm. Certainly in the second half, the first 20 or so minutes, but the pace that Liverpool play, the, the quality players they've got, some in the football, Thiago in the middle of the pitch, oh my God, he was, nice. well, yep. he was a, a joy to watch mm. last night. Um, but I'm, I'm leaning towards Liverpool. I'm leaning oh, towards you're Liverpool. You're because you have, yep. you've been the light blues all the way. Yep. Yeah, okay. All right, let's go on the line. Sean, Celtic fan is on. Good evening, Sean. Good evening, guys. Good evening, Sean. Good, thank you. Have you any thoughts on who will win in England or are you just uh, focused totally on maintaining that six-point lead on Rangers? Yeah, regarding the Premier League, I think it's Liverpool still lose, definitely. Mm -hmm. After last night, and I know it was Man United they were playing, Man United's completely fell off a cliff, but you've seen with that cup game, they were 3-0 up at half-time and they, did, they took their foot off the gas. I know it finished 3-2, but sure. that first half they were mm -hmm. absolutely frightening. But going back to the SPL, yeah. yep. I know it was a disappointment in the weekend there. We didn't get the treble, but the most important thing for us is, as I said, this, if you asked us at the start of the season, could we be in this position? There's nobody that thought we were going to be in this position. So, no, I'm more than happy. We're going to get this league wrapped up, hopefully, within the next couple of weeks. Fingers crossed. Yeah. No worries about Ross County. I mean, obviously, massive respect for them oh, and, no, and the job that no, Malcolm Mackay is doing. But, yeah. So what I about? Know, obviously, we beat them four 0 comfortably at Celtic Park, yeah. but up there it's, it's a different, completely different game. And mm. all, all credit to Ross County, they've, they've had a brilliant season. It's, it's definitely going to be a difficult game. They're not mm. going to, they're certainly not going to make it an easy game for us. And you've seen how bizarrely how jaded and leggy Celtic players yeah. were from Sunday. Mm. You, know, you just never know. Mm. You just never know. I see Rio Tati's come out today and said that, you know, he was tired. Were you surprised? But he's played two seasons virtually back-to-back, -back, hasn't he, coming from Japan? No, I'm, not, I'm definitely not surprised he's yeah. tired. What I'm, what, what I'm surprised is that he managed to play 110 minutes in the cup, in that semi-final. Because mm -hmm. I thought after 10 minutes, he was basically walking quicksand. I thought he was absolutely mm -hmm. dreadful. I thought he was dreadful at Ibrox. And I thought maybe he would have been dropped. But... I think our hands were tied, the fact that, bizarrely, there was no near Beaton in the squad. Mm -hmm. Yep, so we were asking about I, that I internally. Have, I would have put yep. Beaton and, and uh, pushed McGregor forward, because I think that was the game-changer in the second half that Rangers done, whereas they, they brought uh, Davis and Arfield on. I think that was a massive game-changer. Barry, we touched on it on Monday night, and they yeah, did I, miss I, Beaton, I, didn't was they? Was there a reason given why he's not been given? No. Um, have you heard? I'll no, I have not. I thought, I thought he definitely did play the part of the game, if not all of the yeah. game, because in that position, I thought it was a, mm. a situation where you maybe could adjust going into it different from the last game, because I think it was one of these games that you knew it wasn't going to go the same way. Two games are not alike in it when Celtic play Rangers, yeah. you know that. 
Uh, so you have to sometimes adjust and maybe the manager's hands were tied and that's what I'm saying sometimes it's alright us saying oh this one should play that one should play that one should come off but if you've not got the people to replace them for whatever reason it sometimes become more difficult Barry must be a knock you'd think it must be I've said a few times on, on this show I think Beton's a very good player I really like him in a good um, season he's done well hasn't yeah, he yeah. I, I think he's never let Celtic down um, no. if he's not in the 18 he, he must have been carrying a I know could a, an injury because there was no doubt in my mind he, he would if he wasn't in the starting eleven he would certainly have been on the bench. There was no beat on there, right? But I'm looking at the squad. Yeah. It's a Gucci and James McCarthy were on the bench, mm-hmm. so you have to you have you're scratching your head thinking, is Ange saying saying to himself, are these players not good enough, or are they not part of my plans? What, what, what's the two of them are there mm-hmm. just basically making up the numbers? They could have easily come on and and can I, because at, at, yeah. at times in that game, the midfield was getting completely overrun. Mm-hmm. Overrun. Peter, as a midfielder no, yourself? Well I, well, I think, obviously, James has not played for a few years, never mind just at yeah. Celtic. You know, he's a lot of injury problems down at Palace. I don't know what his fitness levels are, uh, for sure. But I agree with you. I think that, that position is vital. And I, I said that at the time. I think if Celtic's got one weakness, it is they don't track runners well uh, for the middle of the pitch into their own box because they're putting so much pressure on the opposition going the other way. But when they're running back, you can see sometimes gaps and they don't get punished in. But I always think when you look at European games, some of the European games, it's been there for to see when we've lost goals. You know, you've seen that where it's yeah. came, the midfield mm-hmm. let runners get into the box. Arfield done it at Celtic part in the 3-0 game a couple of times as well. You know, even low Rangers didn't play particularly well. And then he does it again on Saturday when they didn't get back in. And then you read about Hatate saying, and I can understand that. He's been in Japan and he's played a lot of games and he's and I understand that completely, but I'm sure the manager would have changed that if he felt these players were more than capable of being on. So he works with them every day and that's why I always go, if the manager's not using them, he knows their guys are not the ones mm-hmm. that's going to do that job for him. And he's obviously thought these guys weren't going to make that impact that, that was going to mm-hmm. be needed at that mo- moment in time. Isn't it strange? I, I think that'll be an area that Postacoglu will look to strengthen. Certainly. Next, I, sure. I think in yeah. terms of like a Callum McGregor who's predominantly the holding midfielder, the anchor man up there, in there, sorry. If he ain't on it or he's missing, Celtic struggle. So I think that's an area where they'll they'll look to go and try and get a real dominant midfielder in. Isn't it strange? I worry for you, Gordon, that Celtic you had eight days off, seven days plus, because you, know, you played on the Saturday brilliantly against St Johnson, and then for the Rangers game, we're now talking about tiredness. And I'm looking at Peter. It doesn't. Rangers are playing, you know, all those games. Are Celtic losing momentum by not playing midweek games? By being out of Europe, I know that might sound strange, no, but, but I always I said yeah, to you last you week. Did. I yeah. said to you last week, for, it doesn't matter. You'd rather be playing than training. That was always yeah. the, the mantra, you know. And if you think about it, it was like playing on a Saturday and a Tuesday, which is normal nowadays. Mm. We can go down to the Championship in England. That's Barry. I'll tell you about <laughs> yeah. that. That's just constant. You very rarely get coaching down there because of it, because of the amount of travelling and whatever you've got to do. So you've got it. it's relentless, and players are used to it nowadays. I think just on the day, you know. Mm. There wasn't much in the game. I watched it back after watching it first and then I watched it back again. There wasn't a hell of a lot in the game. Rangers had a lot closer to Celtic than they had been in other mm-hmm. games in their respect of competitiveness. And I think that's one thing they looked at. You know, Celtic had a few opportunities. But when you never win these games, there's always question marks on not just one thing, everything. You see you were poor at this and poor at that. Be Tom would have been a big player for them. I definitely think I'd have played him if he'd have been available, but there's obviously a reason why he's not available. And I'd have moved McGregor up because you could see Hatati was struggling yeah. a little mm. bit, you know. So obviously the managers realised that, but to keep him on even in extra time tells you enough about the two boys that he had on the bench that he doesn't think they were ready for that battle. Sean, you still confident though for the title? Yeah, definitely. I think yeah. I think even every Rangers fan can can basically say that. 
they kind of gave up in the league themselves. I think they're going to focus on, which rightly so, they've get they've got a Scottish Cup final and potentially they could even get a, Euro, a European final. So mm-hmm. I think that's their focus. So I can see I can see as maybe we'll get through Ross County and then it'll be I think the next game will be the Old Firm games. I'll be coming up as soon as well. So hopefully Celtic Park full stadium. That that would be nine. That would be nine points clear. So no, I, I can't. I physically can't see. His, have you got a ticket for the sure, game? Sure, we <laughs> can't drop it now. Have you got, have you got your ticket for May the first May Day? No, 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 no. I've not got a ticket. No, it's like gold dust. No, I'll be watching it. I'll, I'll be watching it, screaming at the TV. Yeah, <laughs> Barry, it's going to be some end to the season, isn't it? It's just you know, for Rangers fans and Celtic fans, nobody would have thought it would be so tight that Celtic, with the Ange revolution, would have won the League Cup. Um, you know they're out of the Scottish Cup, but right at the end with Rangers. And um, certainly by the clear. start, Celtic had yeah. at the start of the season, um, and it's been a twelve-point turnaround. Mm. Um, when Gio came in, the Rangers were six points in front. Now Celtic are obviously six points in front, and then you could see an extra point when nineteen goals better off. Um, yeah, it's a hard one to take for for Rangers because for me, Rangers were in in pole position. Too many drop points, silly drop points at home against Mudo. Away against Dundee United, away against Ross County. Um, so, yep, Rangers have got to be disappointed. Is there a much chance of Rangers retaining the title? I think it's going to be very, very difficult. Now they've got an opportunity in the Scottish Cup final and in the semi-final Europa League against a, a very good Leipzig team. I watched them on Sunday against Leverkusen yeah, and they're, they're a handy team. Then. So that'll be a tough tie. But, but, but it just shows you, didn't it, Barry? But yeah. last week, everybody was saying it was if Rangers go into Thursday. Yeah. You know, they lose the cup semi-final. It was disastrous for them, you yeah. know. But that's typical Celtic and Rangers, isn't it? Mm-hmm. couple of results, everything changes in What's their respect to that. Now they're saying there's a wee bit more pressure on Celtic yeah. now to mm-hmm. win the league. Does that make them drop silly points? You know, and that's the focus at Celtic. I'd rather be in Celtic's position. I know I've heard people saying that they'd rather be chasing. No chance. I'd rather be at front. Would you? Oh, yep. 100%. As soon as mm-hmm. you win and everybody's, you've got to, you're in... It's all about what you do. That's your focus. Yeah. And if you can take care of what you do, I remember when I was up here as a coach, never mind as a player, with Tony and that, we'd play in the Thursday because we were in the Europa Cup mm-hmm. uh, and then Rangers would play before us. We knew we had to win. And it makes a difference, mm-hmm. as I said last week, or whatever. it's now now with 15 minutes to go or something, there's extra pressure because you know you need to win. Mm-hmm. You know? And you know the result's already there. They've already got their three points. Yeah. It's mental. Always, it's mental. crazy. You know, and that's why I'd yeah. rather definitely be in oh, 100%, 100% I would rather be in well, I heard that noise you made yeah. <laughs> I mean it's on your shoulders you yeah. know what you have to do you can't rely on MDLs that's what Rangers need to do Absolutely. they need to rely on other teams I don't like working that way if you're in the lead you're six points it's on your shoulders yeah. Sean your namesake different spelling I think Sean Maloney because actually people could have been talking about GVB if Rangers yeah. had gone out to Braga if they had gone out to Celtic because some of the Rangers fans weren't happy with it but they're delighted at the moment so Sean Maloney was the guy yesterday we found out has gone um, what do you think exactly, about that? Yeah, yeah and no, it, I think it, that was shocking yeah. I mean I've 19 games I know they've suffered um, back-to-back derby defeats but he's inherited a mess that's not his squad. He's not managed to implement his style of play. He's not really got a strike at the minute. Kevin Nisbet and Christian Doyle are in the plane. I don't know. His hands are completely tied. Mm-hmm. And at the weekend, I, I thought Hibs were brilliant. I thought Hibs were a much better team at the weekend and they were outdone with two two wonder strikes. Yeah. They, weren't, they weren't carved open or, or beat kind of, kind of through the middle or anything. It was two wonder strikes that yeah. they get completely caught out with. So, 
Yeah. I, 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 I if I was a Hibs fan, as much as I would have been disappointed mm-hmm. with that result of the weekend, I would have been proud because I thought the week before when they played at Time Castle, oh, yeah. they completely gave up. Horrendous. So, so I thought it was a night and day, the two performances for me. Apparently John Kennedy is the front runner. That's what they're saying today. There's loads of different names, Scott Brown. I mean, they've had loads of, you mentioned Tony. Tony Mowbray was there, of course. Alan Stubbs has been there. Uh, Sean, how would you feel if John Kennedy was to leave um, and do you think he realistically could be the next manager, uh, Hibs? Um, well, he could be. I mean, John's doing, he's doing well as a, as a coach. Now. I, I didn't even consider really him. I, I was kind of going down the kind of Scott Brown or the kind of Kevin Thompson route. I thought Kevin Thompson mm-hmm. could have maybe could have come in there and took it, took the step up because I think he's done brilliant with Kelty. But uh, if John wants to wants to go, then <laughs> there's nothing really we can do. He goes with my best wishes. I think he, he, he probably would be. I don't. I don't really. I think it might be a kind of the same kind of situation as what Sean Molly was kind of doing. It's kind of it's a big step for your first job, and I know obviously Sean, Sean Maloney was working under Roberto Martinez, the kind of the greatest. The, the the best country in the world at one point, so uh, I don't really know. I'm not sure, Barry. Who no, do you reckon? Really. Kevin Thompson, who uh, took over after you left Kelty after you promoted them, is he? I mean, he's a Hibs favourite as well. Maybe one for Kevin. Yeah, but the problem, Sean Maloney was a young coach. Are they yeah. going to go down that route again? Are they going to go with a bit of experience? Mm. Or go with a bit of a mix of experience, guy, a head coach, and a a young mm. coach together. Um, David what, Martindale's name has been mentioned as well. The yeah, there's a, there's a lot bit. of names. Malky McKay up at Ross County has been mentioned John as, Hughes, as well. Like Yogi could go back. Yep. Um, listen, just need to, uh, I think they'll wait to the, the end of the season. I don't think they'll bring MD in until the, the end of the season. But listen, Tomo's done a, a brilliant job at Kelty. He's got them promoted into, into League One. But there's a number of good managers out there. Tomo's made it clear he wants to go full time. Mm-hmm. Um, in the mad world of, of management. <laughs> uh, so we'll just need to wait and see but yeah. I think they may go down the experience route after mm. bringing Sean in Peter Malky Mackay what a season do you think it could be him? Phenomenal you know I'd hate to say it because of Ross County and he's yep. been treated so well with Ross County mm. but definitely 100% if you want experience but not only that he's quality people forget the job that Malky done at Cardiff mm-hmm. you know was phenomenal he'd done a great job at Watford to get the job at Cardiff and, and he'd done an exceptional job there and he was treated very poorly Um no, I don't mean with all the stuff that went on. I mean the way the chairman was down there before all that carry mm. on, you know, wasn't very nice. Um, because obviously I was down in England at that particular yeah. time. But it doesn't take away he's a top quality manager. And as I say, it would be if they're looking for that experience and know-how and somebody that's been about the, the game for a long, long time, definitely Malco would be the top of the pile. There's no doubt of that. There's there's a prime example of the chairman sticking behind you. Malky had a, a tough start he did. first the fans two or three months. Yep, yep. The, he was under severe pressure. The, the chairman stuck by him and look where he's got them he's got them into the Good top point. six I think that's what Malky's done as well to be fair I think Malky's probably had opportunities with other jobs that come up and probably Malky's thought well the chairman gave him an opportunity to get back in again but now as you say somebody like Hibbs you know but yeah again it's something you'd have to look at mm-hmm. because if he's treated Sean because surely he knew Sean was a young coach and whatever sure. he's got to make sure that he makes the right choice on the next one right, Sean final question were you at Seville with Celtic in 2003? I was not, sadly no. I was, I, I was going to say just to check. In the house. I was going to ask if you had any tips for some nice restaurants for Barry if Rangers get to Seville. <laughs> 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 oh, got to be done. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
It's a great city. Sean, thanks for calling. Cheers, Sean. There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant Listen live weeknights from 5 Talking Scottish football first Let's go! So the games have been changed for this weekend. Rangers' request to play Motherwell on the Saturday has been agreed with the Motherwell and the SPFL and the police. And Rangers issued a statement last night thanking the SPFL. Barry, is that a bit of a thawing? I mean, it's the right decision. A bit of a thawing in relations with the SPFL because there's been the trouble over or the cinch deal. Yeah, there's been a lot over the, the past, uh, not just the past season, but yeah. the past few years. So it's nice to see that they're trying to help somebody Good. go and progress because Rangers are obviously in the same semi-final and they've got a real opportunity to get into the final so good to see that, that the SPFL are thinking ahead and trying to help um, our teams who are going to be hopefully successful in Europe Peter Grant you're happy with that? Yeah I think it's only fair you know if it was Celtic I'd be expecting the exact yeah, same thing sure. you know what I mean so mm. I think it's only fair to give ourselves as much chance as we possibly can because it's Scottish teams you know and that's you want to be successful because it gets Scottish football on the map There's Motherwell Rangers the early kick-off on Saturday then Aberdeen against Livingston Dundee St Johnson a battle at the bottom and then on Sunday uh, Ross County Celtic the 2.30 kick-off that would have been on just after the Rangers game on Sky and then St Mirren Hibs Dundee United Hearts you could look at it so many ways couldn't you Barry saying well you know Rangers could narrow it to three um, for 24 hours at least will it make any difference I don't know you could talk about it all day the proof's in the pudding isn't it yeah we'll, we'll, we'll find out yeah. on Sunday but as I said Paul uh, the sign of a good team is they react really well after a, a, a defeat and certainly against your, your arch rivals and as I said listen you don't know what could happen up at Ross yeah. County but my honest opinion is I think Celtic will go up there and and get the three points and, and make it even uh, even harder for Rangers to, to catch them. Peter, it's going to be a big week for Celtic. You'd expect them to win? I'd uh, expect yeah. Celtic to win, yes. But as I say, it definitely makes it, if Rangers go to three points, obviously puts it a little bit closer, obviously. And that does put a bit of nervousness in. Me as a Celtics probably going to look a little bit more nervous then, even at that, never mind being a player or manager or whatever. You know, you always have that, the closer you can get. And that's what I'm saying. I would rather be the one... You know, it's at the front and getting the points as far away as I possibly could. So that's why I was wishing Celtic were kicking off first. But Rangers <laughs> yeah. need to make sure they go to third part and get well, the three of course, points. Yeah, that, sure. that's one thing. They need to um, listen. It's been a brilliant week or whatever. I'm sure um, Gio would have given them a couple of days off, but they need to make sure they go to third part and, mm -hmm. and get the three points. I don't care how they get them. They need to make sure they get the three points. Because Motherwell, the pressure's off. You know, they were winless, as we all know, since, what, December? And then they got in the last minutes, they're, they're through, they're top six. You know, they could play with a bit of freedom, maybe, against Rangers. Yep, the, the pressure's off them, yep. as you said. 30 seconds to go and they make it into the, uh, the the top six. That would have been a tough one for Livingston. I, I would have liked to have been a fly in the wall in that dressing room. <laughs> um, 
they were they were in the yeah. top six, but yeah. were all scoring. And credit to them because they had a tough start to the year. Um, but listen, on the top six, as I said, and Rangers will go there knowing that the pressure's on them to get the three points. And Postecoglou, after the defeat on Sunday, said, "Yep, the focus." For Celtic is obviously the title. Yeah, it's you know we've, we've had to be resilient all year, and this is another challenge for us. We are disappointed. We're disappointed that we didn't get to another, to another final. We're disappointed for our fans. Um, you know, disappointed that you know we couldn't take the opportunity before us. But irrespective of what happened today, you know, we've got five games to be champions of this country, and um, you know that's doesn't change for us so we've got five games now to concentrate on and uh, starting next week and making sure we use today's disappointment to fuel um, our endeavours in this uh, next series of games and from a Rangers point of view Giovanni Van Bronckhurst said how proud he was of his players and uh, the result proud moment you know of course I I won two cups here um, uh, in my career as a player but uh, as I said if you have these moments as a coach you're more proud because you're of course you're responsible for for the result, you know, when when a team is not playing well, we're also the one who's, who's looked at. But in these moments as well, so you know, I think we uh, it's it's a proud moment for me and to come back here next month uh, and play cup final against Hearts. You know, it's it's a a good uh, game to uh, to finish the season. But again, you know, a final is only nice when you win it. And there's going to be a 50-50 split for the Scottish Cup final tickets. Peter, you can hear there's great respect between these two managers. You could see it on the screen, couldn't you? Before the game and afterwards as well. I think both of them deserve great credit for the way they've handled themselves during the difficult times because we know kind of like Celtic and Rangers if you're not winning, you know. And even if you are winning, it's more important you're humble enough about your performances. And I think Angie's been a godsend to Celtic, obviously. And I think Gio, as I say, handled his cell exceptionally well under, I thought, unfair criticism, as I said last yeah. week. I've said that a few weeks. I think he, he deserves more credit than he's got. You know, I think, as I said, he's always had that confidence and his belief in his ability and he needs his players to turn up. He got that from them on Sunday, you know, and I think that's the thing he's been trying to put into them. And that's not easy when you're, because you know, with Celtic and Rangers, all you're expected to do is win. You know, forget the performance at times. You know, it's all about winning games. You can play nice football all you want, but if you're not winning games of football, you're always under pressure with it too. So I think they've handled it remarkably well. And as I say, great credit to both of them because obviously it's not easy jobs that they're doing at the clubs that are at. You know, they're very, very difficult jobs and both of them are handling it very, very well. Barry, the two teams competing, going for everything. But the managers, that respect, I think, was great for the game. People saw it all over the world. Yeah, genuine respect. Yeah. Um, before the game, after the game, during the game, no. <laughs> that goes out the that goes out the window because you're desperate for your, your obviously your your team to win. Um, but look, I, I'm happy for Gio because I, I was with him three weeks mm-hmm. ago, and um, he knows one bad result, the pressure's on, the heat's on. Um, that's just the way it is in the west of Scotland. After getting beat off Celtic at Ibrox, then the Braga defeat. There was a lot of people having a, a pop at him, so I'm, I'm absolutely delighted um, that it was a good week, but now he needs to carry that on, and I'm sure he knows that. Have Rangers answered any critics who say they can't play well in front of a full house? Yeah, they just done it on Sunday. Yep. So that argument is dead? Yeah, because I've played under pressure, 50,000 at Hamden, playing against the, the form team in, in the, the country, and... Um, They've went and got through into the final, so I think they've, they've answered um, all their critics here. The pressure on managers and, and captain, because it was James Tavernier who's done so well for Rangers, but he said it, and he said it actually only a couple of months after Rangers beat Celtic. So this is before the pandemic, December, remember after losing the League Cup game, and then Celtic played Rangers, full house, 700 Rangers fans, but there was a full house there. 
but Rangers won, so they, they could win. But when James Tavenier talked about the pressure in front of crowds, you feel that he was talking about Ibrox. Yeah, abs there's no doubt he was. You know, and that, that was proven with their performances because that's where they, they dropped the silly points, you know, and the negative was there. Um, I've got to tip my hat to him because I said to you, that was the one question mark I had. Mm. Not not their abilities or whatever. I'd never question anybody's ability, but the, the ability to handle the pressure because I've spoken to a few Rangers boys, obviously, and obviously the ones when I grew up playing at Celtic and whatever coming through at Celtic and playing at Celtic, there was a hell of a lot of good players came. And it was only when I went to England and realised why they weren't good players on the match day. It was because it was 24-7, you know, at Celtic. And the pressure that goes along with that, you know, as a Celtic player, some of them couldn't handle. You know, and it wasn't down to because they were a bad player, because they were performing magnificent training. You mm. could see why the misers had signed them. But come a match day, they couldn't handle whether it was criticism or whatever. And some of them just fade and die with that. And that's a fact. And that's why when people say to me about judging a player for Celtic Rangers, it goes beyond the football player. You know, it's who can handle that. Great hearing you two on tonight, Barry Ferguson, Peter Grant. Barry, sorry, you're going to say? Paul, I was there long enough yeah. to realise and when new players come in, whether that's from England, Spain or Italy, you've got 10 minutes. <laughs> that's what I used to say to them. I used to look at me and think, what are you talking about? You've got 10 minutes. You tell if them. You don't, yeah. But yeah, if you don't start well, the fans are on at you. That, that's, that's the pressures that are put on you. That's the demands that are put on you. Um, and <laughs> I've seen many a good players come as Grant had just mentioned there, guys who played in big leagues, played uh, international football that struggled with it, with the pressures of playing at Ibrox. I was fortunate enough, I just met Jermaine before, just before I came in, he was up in Scotland there and I had Jermaine when we were at Bournemouth. Is he in the car? Did you bring him in? No, I never brought him in. Invite him in. Invite him yeah, in. It was only yeah. shooting, sure, it was only, when we're up here, I said we're not allowed to be together. Oh, so, right. oh, of course. Yeah. So we're undercover elsewhere. Yeah. But he was saying the exact same. Bear in mind, he'd played in the London derbies and that, and he said he's never seen anything like this up here. Yeah. He said, thought Sunderland Newcastle was big. He said, even when he played in that, he said, but Celtic Rangers, completely different. You Ta know? Tottenham Arsenal. He's Tottenham Arsenal. He said, completely different, he said, to any of them. He said, even just never mind to play and just to watch. He said, it's completely different. And that's when you take it. Because I, I always listened to, God rest them, Ray Wilkins and whatever, yeah. and Graham and that yeah. used to say they'd been in Italy. So you used to listen to them when they said, whoa, there's nothing tougher than this one to be involved in. Yeah. So you take that with a wee bit of respect. But as I say, about an hour ago, I was with Jermaine, wow. and that's what he was saying, even about the London ones and whatever. He said, none compares with it. And that tells you the pressure you've got to play under, mm. the expectation that's under these two uh, clubs, you know, all the time. And as I say, I can always talk from a Celtic point of view, and you were talking about that was intensity. You had every single day in training. Mm because you knew what you were representing you know some player wasn't he Germain Defoe and he did well for yeah, Rangers not too bad yeah. um, <laughs> you often praised him, praised him on this show yeah and yeah. Do, you, do you know what another guy we're talking about Stephen Davis and Scott Arfield another guy mm. with huge experience and I thought he would have been brilliant for like Morelos go and have a chat with Defoe he's been there and done it and played at the, the highest level do you know what he never played every game but there was when he came on um, certainly so many goals he was a top quality player. Um, Jermaine Defoe, and I see he's retired now, but what yep. a career he had. What a career. And, and, uh, yep. Yep. At Boardmouth, and he scored 18 goals in 18 games <laughs> as a kid. And it was all over television and everything at that yep. particular time. He's the best, and listen, bear in mind, I've Charlie, Brian mm. McClear, Frank McAvenny, everything. Mm. He was the best individual finisher I've ever seen. We're going to break for the news, but I want to ask Peter, because he's not been in with you at all, Barry, and you've only been in for a couple of weeks with us, the best players that you played alongside, played against. You just missed playing against yeah. Barry, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, I'm not that old. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you I played against the better one, his brother. <laughs> <laughs> if you look like him at 60, you'll be... I mean, sorry, at, at 
fifty. You're not far off. Uh, uh, yeah, no, no. Um, that'll be in the next hour. Also, going to ask you who's your tip to take over at Hibs? Who would you employ if you were Ron Gordon? A bit about VAR. Europa League final tickets are on sale. What do we think about that? And some stuff about the cup final. That's all coming in the next hour. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant Listen live weeknights from five Talking Scottish football first Let's go Hour two of the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors thanks for making the switch we're on from five every evening Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, Peter Grant loads of you coming on with your thoughts about who could take over at Hebs, many of you saying Malky Mackay uh, tonight. John Kennedy it seems to be a front runner. I mean, this is all speculation, Barry. Um, but the name of Malky Mackay is coming up more than anyone else. Yeah, the, the reason why I'm I'm saying Malky Mackay is obviously Sean was a young up and coming coach. It's obviously no worked out for him, um, and I just feel that Hibs may go down the route of the experience. And look, Malky Mackay, he's managed at a high level down in England. He's come up here and. Um, he was obviously with the national team. Um, then he's went up to Ross County and and I think he's done a fantastic uh, fantastic job up there to get them into the top six. Um, so I'm sure Malky will be one of the front runners for the for the Hibs job. Peter Grant, another name that's been mentioned. I'm not saying it's not yours. Maybe it is yours. <laughs> but Scott Brown, of course, he came to Celtic from Hibs and he has he has been spotted there a couple of times recently, or certainly been the club have got a great regard for him. I can understand why his name's getting mentioned but if you're talking about experience and they're talking about what Sean went through and the coaching that Sean's experienced working with the national team and the players and the quality he was working with I think Scott may be a bit early for this owner at this moment in time and if he's talking about the experience I think the one you're mentioning is, should be odds on favourite would be Malcolm McKay but as I say I think Ross County would have a lot to say about that they gave him an opportunity uh, as well and Malky I know is very thankful for that but as I say if, if it was me in that position definitely Malky would be the top of the list Peter you'd be happy last night Fulham back up to the top league in England fantastic club you know I really enjoyed it I was there five six years mm. there uh, fantastic club great people round about it Mitrovic has been unbelievable and he was very surprising when he mm. came out you always think oh when you watched him at, from afar at Newcastle you thought about a head case but a top professional you know Scores goals for fun in the championship. Mm. He's never really proven it in the, the, the Premier League yet. That's the question mark people will always have of him. But 40 goals or 41 goals, I'm not mm. so sure. You know, but it's magnificent. But a fantastic club and absolutely delighted for Do you them. think he will deliver next season? We know him so well, Mitrovic. Uh, but Barry, great performance by Fulham. And to win it so early, they've got time now. They've got four months before the next season. Yeah, and uh, I was actually watching the game. I've seen that they're, they're actually starting to build the stadium because I yeah. played down there a, a few times and, and that's one of yeah. the things it is a small stadium but it was always a lovely surface but mm. listen great season for uh, for them they've got they've got good quality players they've got guys who've played in the Premier League obviously they've went down to the Championship and they're, they're, they're straight back up so I'm sure they'll be looking to to um, bring a few players in to build the squad up um, but listen he, he got promoted um, a few weeks before the season ends a, a brilliant achievement I think that's a big difference this time the last twice I've went up it's been in the playoffs mm. you know mm-hmm. and that gives you a little bit more time knowing the players you can go and they've got very wealthy owners Jacksonville Jaguars yeah. owner, very mm. wealthy fantastic spent a hell of a lot of money I'm not saying wisely at times because they were spending like 40 million on players mm. and then putting them out on loan you know, Aguiza, who plays at Napoli now or something mm. like that, they're talking about selling him for 17 million now. But they bought him for about, I don't know how much, 30 million or something, mm. hardly played a game in the Championship. So, they talk about recruitment. 
that's going to be very, very important for them this time if they want to stay a little bit longer in the Premier League than they have the last few times coming up. Scott Parker spent a few money, uh, a few coins, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, the yep. last last two or three managers, they can never complain about the mm. money they've been given. Yep. I'm talking about the players that come in. Yep. I'm not sure mm. they were the quality. They weren't mm. the right players at that particular time. They'd, they'd no probably Premier League experience and they brought too many of them in at the one time without that experience. And it's a very, very difficult league against top, top quality players all the time. And listen, it's one of these clubs, it's easy to attract players to mm -hmm. because it's a beautiful part of London. As Brady's talking about the new stadium, the part of the stadium right, looks on the Thames, sits on the Thames. It's phenomenal what he's building in there. You know, so they're a club that wants to go forward and he, as I say, he's got money to burn and he's proven that the last few years. So he's not scared to spend his money. It's the players that he's bought in that he's got to be more careful on this time than the ones he's done prior. That's what I would think. Peter Grant, away from Celtic, what was your favourite club to work at then in England? You're at great, great clubs, you know, West Ham, Fulham. I was, well, Burnham, I, I loved West Ham. Norwich. Yep. I loved okay. West Ham for Why? one reason, because West Ham was probably like the west of Scotland. You know, it was the closest I'd seen East End people and that was the way they were. They were fantastic people and it was Upton Park. Yeah. You know, Upton Park was phenomenal. It was always full always full it was hectic at times when we were in the, I joined when we were in the championship and then we got promoted and then we got to Europe we got to the FA Cup final we lost to Stephen Gerrard's obviously the penalty mm -hmm. kicks 3-3 uh, three, three game which people say is probably the best cup final for a hell of a long time and it was a great game to be involved in but obviously disappointing I keep thinking we lost 3-2 but I forgot it went to penalty Penalties, kicks yeah. you know <laughs> so I had some fantastic memories there and fantastic people who worked at the club and I still keep in contact with some of them Barry for you it's always Rangers but of your England experiences, which which club is closest to you? I think it's Birmingham. But yeah, I would say, but I really enjoyed that. A lot of people don't know. I did enjoy my my, my time at, at Blackburn. Um, again, as, very as, very yeah. similar. Yeah, um, soon as sight me, very similar to, to Birmingham. Good people, mm. a good family club. Um, got on with, with everybody. Still keeping contact with, with people down at, at Blackburn, and the, the same as Birmingham. Still keeping contact with people. I mean, if I'm probably going to pick one, I would probably say Birmingham, because um, I was going through a bad stage at that time. We obviously what happened with the Scotland scenario. I'm not want to go back into no, that, but sure. I had a few clubs that were were interested in me, um, and they weren't unsure whether it was going to happen. Birmingham, obviously, with Alec being there, he obviously took it mm. took his own board. And the first season we had a fantastic season. We finished in the top ten. Um, and one thing about the team at Birmingham wasn't any like star players it was a workman like team um, we, we worked real hard we had a certain way of playing um, so I would probably I'd probably just go for, for Birmingham Peter what was it like working with the likes of Barry who was just one of the best players of his generation well I knew for a far obviously and when I was at West Brom Barry will know that we, Tony was a manager Tony tried to sign Barry that summer actually um, as well before he went to Birmingham so we thought we were going to get him actually at the Hawthorns yeah yeah we thought we were going to get him and we had a right good football side mm -hmm. I mean Barry does fitted into your team fantastically well who was in your team that we would well, we know yeah. Borja Valera who ended up yeah. playing at the Serie A and whatever and never got the credit he deserved he was a terrific player mm -hmm. but we, we ended up getting relegated that season but then that was the season we moved to Celtic actually but that season prior they were voted the best team ever to be relegated. The usual story. But with a very young team, you know, with a very young team at that particular time. But very good to watch. But in the Premier League, it's ruthless. You're playing against top quality players week in, week out. But I enjoyed it. I love working with them at Birmingham. So I say we had a successful season. Bear in mind, we're into the cup final. We won the cup final, and I think we were nine or 12 points clear. Mm -hmm. I think if I'm right, Barry, we mm -hmm. were nine or 12. Yep. But we ended up losing three strikers on that particular day who never played again. 
in the season Obafemi Martins smashed his shin or something Zigic who was a handful in that division you know and the only one we'd love was Kevin um me, Kevin, Kevin Phillips, 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 who was a fantastic oh, striker, yeah. a fantastic striker, a fantastic finisher, but you needed to be in the opposition box mm, more yeah. often than mm. not, you know, because you, you never had that pace. Cameron yeah. Jerome was the other one who had a better pace. So yeah. we had a good mixture, but unfortunately we lost a few games, we ended up getting the relegation, which was massive letdown because of the fact that then me and Alec had the opportunity, well, Alec had the opportunity to go to Villa, which yeah. wasn't the best decision we've ever made. No. <laughs> in the respect of actually going for Celtic to Rangers. Yeah, no, vice versa, you know. Yeah. So. But you found that in, in Birmingham, you're, you're a blue. Yeah, yeah it was great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it. it was, uh, ironic when I turned up, and as I said to you last week, yeah. near enough the Rangers badge it's on, and they were all, <laughs> the other yeah. punters were outside, what are you doing here? Right. I didn't realise <laughs> there was such an affiliation with Rangers at that particular time, but yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Back here, so we're trying to catch up with England and many other countries with VAR. So Barry, it's coming in in December. Overall, what do you feel? I mean, this is good news. Yeah, it's brilliant yeah. news. My only issue is it's coming in midway through the the, the season. I, I would rather they they got it in at the start of the season. Obviously, you, you've got to get the referees trained up and whatever. Um, but listen, I, I'm sure the happiest people will be the referees. Um, they, they must be absolutely desperate to get in. Look, it's the right thing to do. Um, it stops any mistakes it puts the, the, the referees under less pressure my only concern is it is coming in I think it's December, December yeah, after the World Cup yeah. after the World Cup I would rather it come in at the start of our season than midway mm. through our season but I, I read Neil Doncaster had said there's quite a few um, countries this has happened mm. where it's been brought in midway through the, the season and it's worked okay so hopefully that's the case when it finally comes because it's the same for everyone. I mean, we would all love to see it in time for August, but it isn't going to be. Peter, are you happy enough with it? Or? <laughs> all the very best been on VAR and Old Firm game right, or a Celtic yeah. Rangers game. Sure. Right, there was that discussion <laughs> oh, last night about idea. it. Yeah. Who's that going to be in the VAR? But that's what I'm saying. Where are you going to put it? Yeah. You know, sure. Stockley Park or whatever. Where's that going to be in Glasgow? No, it's not no, so Cross Park. You know, you know uh, they'll no be letting them know where they are. But that's what I mean. So in no Scotland, way. it's not like England, you can be 300 miles away. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter, you know. But here it's completely different. You know, <laughs> and that, that's my concern yeah. with, and always has been. And I hope it doesn't become. I hope it's a lot better than it has been in England because sometimes you're going three minutes for a decision to be made. Mm. You know, and the big thing for me is forget all of our stuff. Is a linesman playing on when somebody's offside? Yeah, well, yet again, we've seen that again last night. That nearly ended up an injury. Mm. You know, so they're concerns for me. So these things have got to be sorted. I wish it was more like the tennis one. If it was the ball over the line. Yeah. Something as simple as that: the ball's in, the ball's out, bang. But I think to make all the decisions for the referee. It gives him a get out of jail card. And I know why the reason why it's put in, but I think it'll be interesting to see how it works in Scotland, that's for sure. It's a bit too elaborate, Barry, isn't it? It could be simpler, surely, the VAR. Yeah, I didn't like it when it first came in, it was taking four, yeah. five, yeah. six minutes yeah. for decisions. Yeah. They get, you see the players on the pitch, sure. they, you know, it's like you get called straight yeah. away, they have to do another warm-up. Gradually it has got better, there's no doubt, doubt about it, but there has been instances this season where it has taken three or four minutes, and that's the bit I don't like yeah. about um, about VAR but I'm sure listen the referees are, are desperate to get it in and that's the only problem we all know Stockley Park where it is down yeah. there mm. when it's an old firm game I'm sure the location will be um, they don't know where it is the man in the moon yeah, yeah. it's got to be yeah, you can't be letting letting it know mm. where, it, where, where it is you did say a few months ago the the, the, the van wherever it is uh, the Stockley Park of Scotland should have um, ex-players I, are, I would like to see it. an ex-player involved yep. with the, the referees. Yep. One, I, I don't know what, what Granty thinks of it. Some of the challenges, 
you hear other people saying, "Oh, that, that, that's a red card," and I'm I'm not too sure. I think an ex-professional who's played the game to be in there and help the referees out because the players obviously been in these situations before. I think that would benefit the game. We'll put it that way. John Lundstrom's tackle on Callum McGregor at the weekend, mm-hmm. great tackle. Callum done fantastically well because he bounced up, not even looking for the free kick. It was a fantastic tackle. I'm telling you, if that's a European game, John Lundstrom sent off because, you know, they talk about intent. That It was a brilliant tackle. And as I say, Callum made it even better because he just bounced straight back up. And it was a, that's what you're looking for. You don't want to take that competitive edge away. But I would hate to go back and say, well, well let's go back and look at VAR. Or oh, there was a wee bit more force in that than what it was supposed to be. Or oh, let's send them off now. You know, that just takes everyone away from the game. You've still got to have that competitive edge. We can still cry out for people being competitive. You look at Manchester United, Liverpool last night. Liverpool were phenomenal and Manchester United were terrible. Never put a tackle in in the first half. The young kid comes on and nearly nearly gets himself sent off. But you have to have, have competitive edge in these games. You're, you're, that's the least your uh, supporters expect. We don't want to lose that. And I would take every challenge is going to get back to VAR to show and then the game changes completely. Sure. You know, then that's what I don't want. They need to remember it is a physical game. Absolutely. There is contact 100%. at times. Um, and that's what I think maybe an ex-professional could help. Um, the referee um, that's just the way I see it you going to volunteer? No. would you? no <laughs> Peter would you? me and referees you must be joking <laughs> do you remember no free kicks do you remember him referees? yeah listen I was growing up watching yeah. Rangers and Celtic games don't worry I was just shouting play on <laughs> you were nearly as busy as Willie Miller was remember oh, no, Willie no, Miller was, Willie, Willie was yeah. number one I yeah, probably came second number one. <laughs> what do you think I've come in with my shin guards on <laughs> so far so good is it 10 yards between them yeah, well, I've, I've drawn the line that's it, absolutely Barry Ferguson with Peter Grant and the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors 0808 17 17 700 and the final point in VAR I see it was yes 41 clubs no one who was it and why <laughs> it's either going to be Celtic or Rangers yeah. sure, because whoever yeah, wins yeah. it yeah. the other ones are saying that's a run we're not having that that's with Tony Mullins to find that exactly who was it come on you must know surely either of I you don't. No? no no honestly I don't I know who voted against it and why I'd love to know why we'd probably say that yeah. in Scotland it would, well everybody voted for it but we'd always put one in there so we could have an argument about something indeed <laughs> I wondered maybe I mean the club uh, who is leaving the premiership that year is going to have to pay what 67 uh, thousand pounds but then they'll be leaving but anyway, we'll wait and see who knows so I want to ask you as well about Mark McGee. Did you read Mark's comments today, <laughs> right? So he's going on a bit of a diet and he's turning off the heating. Have you seen this, Peter? Yeah, yeah. So I played today, with Mark, remember? remember right, I, I know, I remember. Yeah, and what a player he was. <laughs> yeah, Aberdeen, Celtic, Hamburg, Hamburg as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, remember they used to sing his fat, he's round, he's worth a million pounds and all that. <laughs> he obviously he's, never put the heating in that off then. <laughs> they used to say he's a wee bit heavier at the time. Um, so, Peter, what's, in, what's going on in his mind there? What's the psychology, do you think? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> to be perfectly yeah. honest with you as I say I know he's trying to give up something he's trying to make that yeah. point to his players and mm. listen managers have a million different ways and different traits and you'll hear some fantastic stories about managers team talks and whatever but as I say it's one of the most bizarre ones I've heard mm-hmm. I mean people talk I think they mention it about Felix mentions one that don't they about the cheese but people mention that about Felix Magat yeah. about mm-hmm. Breda Hagerland having cheese to do away with an injury he had but I asked Felix about that and the reason he said they told him about the cheese was when he was younger, not even younger, when he played, mm-hmm. cheese stayed colder longer than ice did if it was frozen. Right. And that's what he was trying to say to get the bruising yeah, away. Sure. That the ice, instead of ice melting, yeah. 
the cheese Cold on cheese. it stayed longer, put, stayed yeah. longer put that it on your leg longer. so yep. the player who wasn't playing at this time was Breda Hagerland mm. and obviously he's made a big thing off it saying that it was a joke and the disgrace yeah. this sort of thing but that was his reasoning behind it I so I think that. sometimes <laughs> you've always got to put a story to it but that was the so, reason why he'd done it for so what we do know is Dundee bottom of the table playing second bottom St Johnson at the weekend and Barry you know Mark McGee's turned off his radiators as he bids to help his Dundee side to turn up the heat on relegation rival St Johnson yeah he, he, yeah. he's trying everything but if I'm being honest with you I, I don't think they're going to catch St Johnson that's mm. my opinion I, I said a few, a few weeks ago um, I know St Johnson get beat off Celtic pretty easily but I fancy St Johnson to catch St Mern do you? Oh, yep I do you think the so, Paisley Saints are yep. on the slide unfortunately yep. for Dundee I, I see them mm. being relegated Um Obviously, I, I know a couple of players sure. up there. Obviously, I know Charlie, Charlie Adam yep. really well. But I just think it's too mm. late for them to catch uh, St. Johnson. I know it's a big one for them at the weekend, but I see St. Johnson at least coming away with, with at least a point. And I see mm. St. Johnson catching St. Murn. They, they've been a bit of a free fall of late, St. Murn. Peter? It's going to be, I, I yep. watched, I was at the St. Johnson Celtic game, and I said at the time, I didn't think they'd done much wrong. Celtic yeah. were excellent on the day. That was what I, the, the point I was trying to make. Yeah. And good players playing well is always difficult. You can you can see the shape that Callum and that had run about his side. They made a couple of errors for the first couple of goals, I must admit. But after that, Celtic were so dominant with top, top players playing well. I think they've got a, a better squad of players. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think the Mark's got as much to choose from, you know. Uh, they've started scoring a couple of goals, you know. Henry's got a couple of goals. Mm -hmm. And the wee things can be the thing that throws for you, you know. And Callum's been over the course before as well, you know. Mark coming back in, everybody's asking the question about this. And I understand why he's done it, but I agree with Barry. I think I would rather be in St. Johnson's position than Dundee's position for sure. Break, I'll ask you more about St. Mirren after this. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, and Peter Grant. Listen live weeknights from five. Talking Scottish football first. Let's go! The Hibs owner, the chairman, uh, Ron Gordon, has been speaking today. Certainly he's the owner, isn't he, of the club, and he's saying that they need, uh, with a new manager, someone with experience and who can lead the club. So Sean Maloney has gone. And it tells you, he said it just didn't work out. He had said that yesterday, but he wants someone with experience. And that probably points us towards a Malcolm McKay, let's say, more than a Scott Brown or a John Kennedy. John Kennedy's got a lot of experience, but he hasn't managed in his own right. And Barry, that's uh, is that absolutely crucial, do you think? Yeah, I think it is now for, for Hibs. In terms of Sean, I, I, I'm disappointed for Sean. I played with him many years in the international um, scene and... We're obviously working with Belgium under Martinez yes. fantastic experience he would have gained and, and I was hoping he would have been successful mm. look it, it's not it's not turned out that way I'm disappointed for him but I think now 100% Hibs will go down the experience route um, no doubt in my mind about that and I, I think the the main contender has to be Malcolm McKay with the job he's done at Ross County it seems as if they're going for a manager more than a coach that's the way he's talking isn't it? And that, that's the difference. I would say John's a coach. Um, as much as I know about John being the assistant in that at Celtic, I'd say he's more of the, on the coaching field. And that's probably not what he's wanting. He's wanting somebody that's going to lead for the front, you know, and maybe have his coaches round about him. But he's going to take the club forward. I know people are critical of the way Sean spoke about things after games and prior to games and rubbed a few people up the wrong way at certain times with certain things he was saying. And that's always difficult because... You're trying to explain certain things and people do it different ways, but his experience of dealing with top players, he's been able to do that with the national team. 
So going into Hibs is completely different. So it definitely tells me it's a manager looking for more than a coach. Back at the SPFL, there are five games to go. It starts on Saturday, Motherwell against Rangers, Aberdeen against Livingston, Dundee St. Johnson, and Sunday, St. Mirren Hibs, Ross County Celtic, Dundee United against Hearts. Rangers, the winners at the weekend, they're into a cup final. Could be their cup first cup success since, what, 2011. Yeah, so it's... I said, don't take this as a given they're going to win the, the, the Scottish Cup. Brilliant result favourites. against Celtic. Yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah. favourites, but they're coming up against a, a, a very good heart side. Um, I've mm. seen Robbie's team on a number of occasions this year. He's got a certain way of playing. Um, I thought the game against Hibs, they weren't at their best. I, th I thought mm. they started the game really well. Went 2-0 up and obviously uh, they got hit with that sucker punch a minute later from Hibs getting one back through Chris Cadden. But I, I think it'll be a tough game for Rangers. I don't think this is this will be an easy cup final. There'll be two or three goals in it. I think Rangers, obviously, get in his favourites. Surely get a lot of confidence, but that, that'll be a tough cup final for Rangers. Peter? I think Hearts have done extremely well. Nobody, because there were a lot of criticism, even in the Championship um, last year with their performances. So to come up and do what they've done has been phenomenal. People say, ah, but it's down to the other teams not performing. They have done it. They've done it consistently well. They've got to the, the, the cup final, as you say, and on merit with their performances. It'll be a tough game for Rangers, but I just think Rangers now are in that position that they've got through against Celtic and they think this is the one that they have to try and get that monkey off their back with winning a trophy again. You know, and Apart, obviously, I know they got the league last year, but getting that silverware where you'd expected that Celtic and Rangers to do year in, year out. Peter, I'm just thinking you were manager of Aloha this time last year and, and you were playing against Hearts. Could you have believed that they would be the number three side in the country this season? Well, if I'm right, I think we knocked them out of the Scottish Cup last year. Because yeah. um, we ended up drawing Hibs, I think, and we beat oh, yeah. them 1-0. Well, mm -hmm. We beat them 1-0. Yeah. And as I say, we made a couple of dunes off them, but we played well against them. I knew they were a real physical mm -hmm. team, typical Robbie teams. They were physical. But I think he's added that little bit of quality to it. Uh, Barry Mackay's been excellent enough for them this season. You know, Sims up front has added them something Great completely line. different as well. Mm -hmm. And Kingsley was always a good player, you know. I've seen him as a young boy at Falkirk. What did you make of the free kick, the way they worked it? Fantastic, you mm. know, and great credit to him. That's all part of the game now mm. because there's so, so that paper between a lot of teams. And that's what I'm saying. Set plays are so, so important. And they can come into the forefront. And if you could work one and it comes off, it's always fantastic because that's a big, big chance to, in a modern day game to win games of football with set plays. Yep, G games are won and lost for me. We set pieces. Yeah. I, I'd like to see the stats. I think probably a good 65, 70% of games are, are certainly won and lost. But you've mentioned, Granted, just mentioned Sims, Barry McKay, Boyce. Boyce is yeah. Yeah. Mm, right sure. good quality. Boyce. He's not um, scoring as many goals at the no, moment. No, he's not, but, but just watch him. Damage he's, he does. Yeah, he's yeah. a clever football mm. player. Um, so it'll not be an easy game for Rangers. I, I fully expect Rangers to win, but it will be a, a, a tough one. It'll not be a an easy day for Rangers Rangers need to bring their, their A game and if they do that they, they win the cup for me it's funny old game football though isn't it this time last year it was a Brora Rangers they were worried about not Glasgow Rangers <laughs> and that could have been the end for remember you coming into this season you had to do last year Robbie yeah. you had to get them promoted back into Premier League mm. you came in for a lot of criticism Huge. at times yeah. I think the Hearts supporters weren't happy with them they probably wanted them out the door but they stuck behind them the Hearts board um, and look what he's, he's produced this season and a final cemented third um, and they're playing some decent stuff this is Glasgow's own 
radio station, Go Radio. So let's look at Rangers then, ahead of the cup final. We'll go back to Celtic in a moment or two for the weekend. You mentioned it, Peter, earlier on. Scott Arfield's goal at the weekend. Uh, it was special. Here's his manager. Of course, you know, Scott is always trying uh, to score. He, he missed some um, very good chance on, on Thursday. and uh, But, you know, he, he's always uh, a player who can come in those uh, those spaces and, and, and try to score. So today he did perfectly. So... I'm really happy for him, but you know, happy for all of us that uh, that he scored the equaliser. Did a bit of humour about it. The misses, you know, the few days before um, against Braga, he had chances. But what a way to bounce back, Barry, and score that goal—a defining goal in the game. Yeah, against Braga, you fully expect a, a, a guy Scotty Arfield's quality yeah. to score. Um, he, I'm sure he would have been disappointed, um, even disappointed not to start the game against Celtic. But listen, he came on, and I think Granite and myself mentioned at the start of the show. Certainly, that double substitution made a hell of a difference to Rangers. Um, Stephen Davis dictating the the play in Scott Arfield. It's a dying breed for me runners from midfield getting beyond the, the strikers and he times them the times they run perfectly he's no he's lost a bit of pace but it's all sure. about timing with Scott Arfield and I thought that finish um, anywhere else Joe Hart with the quality he's got saves that mm. if it's not right in the corner um, so you've got to give Scott Arfield a lot of credit for why the are they a dying breed would you say I just think everybody wants yep. to look nice on the ball and tippy tappy yeah, yeah pass the ball right. I think runners from midfield I think you need to have them in the team mm-hmm. um, and that's certainly that's been a big part of Scott Arfield's game over the years big part of your game big part of Paul McStay's game well, when you played but also yeah. but Arfield I, that's why I was surprised at the time I, I don't mean Ramsey because Ramsey's top top quality player when he's fit but the amount of games he's missed in the last few years and people you can try and hide it as much as you possibly can it's fact you know Scott Arfield's always done it I remember when we came up with Tony we folk that were in the, the, the Premier League, I'm sure, at the time. And I always was worried about Arfield when he was at Falkirk yeah. because he yeah. made great runs in the box. And I think because we had the ball a lot of the time, it's when the ball turns over, he does it fantastically well. And he's done it constantly, as you say. He missed the chances against Braga. That shows me you've got a bit of character. You know, that he misses a few chances. He's already having a bit of fun about it to get through and whatever. If he wouldn't get through, he'd get slaughtered. But he shows again on Saturday or Sunday. He continued the runs and he got his, he got his luck. You know, God rest him, Phil O'Donnell used to do it a lot with us at Celtic. Phil was uh, fantastic at it, running in the box. And as Barry says, it's a, it's a dying breed now. And I think it's a, so important if you've got a midfielder that scores goals or creates chances, it creates so much space for everybody else because even the runs he makes, it creates space for strikers. And especially nowadays, when predominantly teams are playing with one striker, you need to have people in the box. And that's one thing I would say, if you watch the, the game back again, Rangers filled the box very well. Mm. Probably the most bodies have had in the box in any of the Celtic games. I thought more than that this was a game that they'd done that more often than not. They get a lot more bodies in the box. So every Celtic uh, defender or player who was back in always the Rangers man on them. So if the ball was breaking, there was an opportunity there. But that was great credit to, as I say, I feel going there after missing opportunities in midweek. Character. They used to Absolutely. Jock Wallace used to say that. The character. And, it's the biggest uh, thing to play for yeah. the, the football clubs. Here's GVB speaking about the character of his team on Sunday. Well, I mean, I mean we, we, we knew that we were, uh, you know, if we showed character and, and, and played the way we can, also physically I think we, we looked also strong well of course Aaron came off with uh, with an injury but most of the players looked uh, looked really strong throughout the extra time as well of course we were able to to change some players but you know it's always good to to, to win semi-final but also when uh, the subs have good contributions it's always you know a really team performance and that's what I'm really proud of Peter Grant, do you think Rangers wanted it that bit more because they had to win it Rangers might go on and win the Europa League 
it's doubtful. I, you'd say, you would say, Gary, you'd agree. They're not favourites to win the Europa League. I, see yeah. the thing that I don't buy. I don't buy this that Rangers wanted it more. And nope. say, say, you don't go on the pitch. That's exactly that, what I was going to say. That, exactly. that kind of attitude. <laughs> Look, I just think on the day, Rangers were better. Okay. Two weeks ago, Ibrooks, Celtic were better because they get the result. I thought the second half, possession-wise, Rangers were were good, but crosses coming into the box and that totally changed on Thursday night when we were on mm. I was saying see when yep. Tavernier and Barisic were crossing balls there was four five people running into the box against Celtic at Ibrox there was one there was only Kemar Roof mm. and the Celtic defence were dealing with it then in the cup final again there was three four players inside the box when balls were getting delivered in See, I'm not winning this argument. Peter, but on you go, you have a point <laughs> no. now as well because you two have played in so many of them. So that's that's, that's nonsense. Right. Well, it's like saying about a player doesn't care. I've never known no, a player... No. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it, sure. You hear people talking about it, look as if they're not caring or whatever. Yeah. I've never known a player, even if he doesn't like him. I had a run through a brick wall for the managers I didn't like. Mm. <laughs> I don't care. Who were they? I, 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 quite a few <laughs> probably didn't like me. But I had a run through a brick wall for them for that 90 sure. minutes because I owed it to myself I owed it to my family I owed it to my teammates more importantly and that's the way you played and I've never known a player because I don't think that I lasted very long within the dressing room you know for anybody it'd fade and die and I think both sets of players gave everything they had they never left in on the football pitch on the day Rangers get that as you say they earned their fortune because as I say they gambled on it and get the players in the box and Celtic have the Vickers chance if a couple other chances don't take them and they're the small margins. Mm -hmm. Rangers could have got a lift with Vickers missing the chance. All of a sudden, they got up the park. And, and they're the things in games of football. It's not that the players, they wanted it more. Both sets of uh, players would have wanted to send their fans home happy and obviously be in a cup final. Because it doesn't matter how much money you've got. I've always said the medals on the table are always so important. Okay, you two are the pros. You're the only ones in here that have played in that game. But Rangers would have come out of that game if they'd lost potentially with a season with nothing. Celtic are ahead in the in the league. They might win in Europe and it would be fantastic if they do, but you know, a Scottish club is not uh, the bookies' favourites to win and they had to and I just w wondered if you felt, both of you, that that can make a difference. Of course, Celtic went out with every intention of giving everything and winning, but see, when you have to win something, I wondered if that would make a difference. Well, but, yeah. you remember a period of time I was at Celtic, six years, yeah. we went torture as it was. Torturous. There's no other word to describe it, you know, and it, it was horrendous. And I missed the, the Wraith game, obviously, the, the yeah. loss in penalty kicks, yeah. and one of Celtic's best players ever. And Paul McStay misses yeah. it. Did he deserve to miss it? Of course he doesn't, you know, but they're the moments, you know, it can change everything. And there is nothing worse. It's horrendous going through that period. And if it had been Rangers, have been knocked out, I know how they'd have felt because I've been there myself. It's not as if I'm guessing. I know how hard it was and how, how difficult it was. But put the shoe another foot when you stop it. I mean, and I think it was as soon as the second year after we'd won the double, they were going for the treble, if I'm right. And we beat them. We Joe Miller scored in the 89 Cup yes. final. Yes. You know, we won 1 0. Rangers were going for the treble, mm -hmm. you know. And it's, it, we knew that we'd get into the Cup final. And it was the last day of the season, obviously, at that particular time, the Cup final. So we knew we were desperate. But we were desperate every time you beat mm -hmm. Rangers. As Rangers are desperate, they beat us. Yeah. It's great to get the insight of Barry Ferguson. The Rangers knew how Grant. important yep. it was. Of course. Because. I think the, I wouldn't say easiest, the best chance uh, to win a cup mm. is the Scottish Cup. Look, it's possible they can catch Celtic mm. in the league, but I think it's very doubtful. They're in the same as Europa. I think they went in with the mindset as, listen, we have to win it. No matter how we do it, we need to make sure we get in that final. And that's the sort of attitude I think 
Rangers would have had but on the flip side of that I'm sure Celtic would have went out and thinking oh, this is a chance for us to get to a, another major uh, major final already having the League Cup in the bag six points clear in the league um, so I just th- thought on the day yep a bit of luck you need that sometimes to get through into finals or, or win games of football Rangers got that and then after that I just thought Rangers grew and became the better team Peter Grant Barry Ferguson Paul Cooney more next the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant Listen live weeknights from 5 Talking Scottish football first Let's go. Midweek edition of the Go Radio Football Show with Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson, Peter Grant Looking forward to the run-in this Saturday Motherwell Rangers it's the early kick-off on Sky be a huge audience for that one it's, uh, Barry's just going woof Is that a woof? It was something looking forward to. And then Celtic play Sunday, 2.30, Ross County against Celtic. Peter, a woof? Yeah, Uh, a victory, that's all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think you both reckon, well, what what do you reckon? We'll come to it in a moment or two. Also, Aberdeen against uh, Livingston, Dundee, St. Johnson. um, And there's Dundee United Hearts and St. Mirren against Hibs. The game's uh, this coming weekend some big games in uh, England tonight as well and on Friday night of course it's uh, well it's a championship decider really isn't it Kilmarnock just ahead of our broth Peter I'm looking at you first because you saw our broth the other night what do you reckon? Listen our broth have been phenomenal if you look at the division uh, the most consistent performances have came from them you know they've bounced back when they've had a bad result and I think that says a lot about them the character that they've built there I think there'll be a little bit of pressure on Kilmarnock because of the home fans' of the expectation. Mm-hmm. Our both won't change anything they've done all season. You know, they've got, a, never mind this season, for the last three or four seasons, this group of players have been together. So they know what's expected of them. And anything they achieve is phenomenal, obviously. So the pressure is definitely on Kilmarnock getting back into this game. But if Kilmarnock see it off, obviously that's at the championship over and Kilmarnock back to the Premier League. Barry, what is going to happen? Well, what a story it would be if our both did do it. Mm-hmm. I, I said three weeks ago that. Um, I fancied Kilmarnock and now I'm starting to swing again because obviously Kilmarnock going up to Cali Thistle last, yeah. last week I watched yeah. the game I was saying to Granny off mm-hmm. here Kilmarnock were so dominant they, they go a goal up as soon as Cali Thistle scored Cali deserved to win in the end and then obviously um, I both go the, the following day and, and get that brilliant victory against Queen of the South um, and the pressure is on Kilmarnock plain and simple they're the big club they're the Premier League club should should you say? Yeah. Um, Can they handle it? Well, it'll be interesting to see that. That's why I'm I'm really looking forward to the game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why Derek McInnes has went there to try and get them back in the Premier League. So it'll be interesting to see if they can handle the pressure because their growth will go down there as Grant just mentioned. There, they just play a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, they they'll put pressure on them. They'll go back to front. Um, and we'll just need to wait and see. Can, can I call it just now? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I watched them on Saturday. Queen of the South were excellent the first half. Great win last <laughs> night. <laughs> Went yep. one nil up. They're playing excellent. Um, and then had a couple of great chances. Missed them. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying on commentary to Willie Willie Miller at the time. And I said, Willie, this this game puts in mind exactly when I lost my job. We were two nothing up. Could have been three or four, mm-hmm. and we end up losing four two. I lose my job after it. Mm-hmm. And th- that's exactly where because they didn't change anything they'd done. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of you able to handle. Long throws, ball getting put in your box, set plays are a big side. They, every one of the players know what they're doing. They've got the top goal scorer, I think, in the division. Mm-hmm. Nubly went back and 
done exceptionally well for them. They brought uh, Jack um, Hamilton, Hamilton yep. in. They brought Jack in, mm. and he's come in and scored goals for them. So Dick's done it fantastically well, and they deserve to be there because of the performances they're putting all season. What well, one thing they do is they ask you questions, Absolutely. and Commander will need to come up with the with the answers because it'll be a tough night. It will be a tough night for Commander, and I'm sure it'll be a sellout at Rugby Park. I'm sure the fans will come out and support them, and if Commander get it, they're they're home and hose for me, but. It's a hard one to call. That's why, of the season, that's why I'm asking sad. you the question. <laughs> Are <laughs> they going I'll, to win? I'll go what do we a think? tight Kilmarnock win. Tight Kilmarnock win. They would come up. We're at Western Scotland Station, but we say it uh, as we see it. Peter. Believe it or not, I'm going to go for a draw on it because I just think yeah. that's how that's the way yeah. the Championship's been this year. Yeah. And I just think it's going to... And it's in going the to last hurt, games. Yeah. And Kilmarnock yeah. are away then to Wraith Rovers. Yeah. And Wraith oh. Rovers maybe need a result to get qualify and the, to get into the playoffs. And that's the way it is, you know. That's the way the seasons went. And our broth are. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what our, our broth. I've got Morton at home. Morton, well done. Okay, we'll talk about it as the week goes on because we'll be back on uh, well tomorrow night and also Friday night as well because tomorrow night Rob will be here, Rob McLean, uh, along with uh, Simon and Craig tomorrow evening. So Craig Moore. Um, and Simon Donnelly as well so yep the big names keep coming right here's two big names the two managers of the big two it's the run-in uh, here's GVB speaking about the last five games in the title race it's been a ter terrific week for us uh, winning against uh, Braga he's also looking back at Braga it's been a ter terrific week for us uh, winning against uh, Braga winning today and reach the cup final It's uh, so the momentum this week is has been perfect because we have uh, a lot of games to play in the next, uh, next few weeks gives us a lot of confidence but uh, you know every game it's uh, you, you have to start all over again and we're going to use this week I think to refresh to recover to rest to make sure everyone is uh, is ready for the for the last weeks of the season this is the final break for them Barry isn't it they've probably had a couple of days yeah. off they've then got Motherwell and that's good that it's changed and then of course off to Germany a couple of days later yep I'm sure after the the European game on the Thursday night, the 120 minutes, then again on mm. Sunday, I'm sure um, the manager would have given him a couple of days away just to go and rest and recuperate. And sometimes it's good to get away for the, mm. the guys as well and come in fresh. And I'm sure they would have been in today and they'll be focused. Listen, as I said, if they've got any hope, they need to make sure they go to Fir Park um, and get the three points. Because last week's forgotten about that's in the past now. They've done what they had to do. They need to look forward now and make sure the first game is against Motherwell, which is going to be tough because the pressure is on Rangers to win and they need to make sure they come back with three points. They'll be bursting to play though, won't they? The squad, people will be, you know, they won't want to lose out. They're in a cup final. Absolutely. Can, and the biggest thing is, is Celtic and Rangers, that's the expectation. Year in, year out, week in, week out, is to win every game you play. Play well in every game you play and win. If you don't, if you don't win, you know you know you're in for criticism. These players will know now that that's the expectation for them to win games of football. Their next game is the most important for them. Forget what they've done now in the last couple of weeks. It's all about what they do on Saturday, and it's all about what Celtic do on Sunday. That's fact, and that's the way it's going to be right now. The the league program finishes. GVB mentioned uh, the man on loan from Juventus. What about uh, Aaron Ramsey? What does he feel? What's the latest uh, situation? This was at the end of the game. Well, he had a problem with his hamstring, so he didn't look really good. We have to assess him, but, um, you know, of course it's a blow for us that he will be out. I don't know for how long, but we just have to assess him tomorrow and uh, and see what, what he has. Is it going to be a competition question in years to come to say about the, the player that came to Rangers for a short period? Well, there's no doubt he's a, a quality oh, player. The problem yeah. that I, I said, if they got the opportunity to sign him again, they would do it. But the only negative I could see is lack of game time. 
over a, a, a few years um, and that's clear that he's picked up another, another injury it's disappointing but look it's an opportunity for another player to come in and he brought Scott Wright in and I thought Scott Wright yeah, yeah we, I mean I thought he was out of the picture mm-hmm. come on against Braga mm-hmm. he was the first substitution against Celtic um, so it's an opportunity for somebody like that to go and show that they can be part of the Rangers team Does Gio surprise you then sometimes people that you know are out the squad for a while suddenly come back in Obviously, he's impressed them in mm-hmm. training. training. Um, yeah. that, that's where you've got to show the manager that you're desperate to try and get in and train really well. And um, Scott Wright, over the last couple of games, has been given an opportunity. And, and to be quite honest, I think he's done pretty well. I think we said it, Paul, last week that people, uh, people were criticising the manager. I said, well, the manager works on every day. Mm-hmm. He knows what the players are producing. You know, so it's all right us sitting here and saying, well, this one should be playing, that one should be playing. If they're not producing the training pitch and they're not up to the standards, they shouldn't be playing, whether it's a fan's favourite or whatever. If you remember Aberdeen game, I go back to it, they were calling for his head when he tain off Morelles. Mm-hmm. They put on Roof and Roof scores a winner. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you've got to trust the manager at times, you know, because at the end of the day, these guys know where these guys are, whether it's through, we're talking about Beaton, we don't know why he wasn't in 18 or whatever, but he's probably injured, obviously, or not well with the COVID situation. We don't know anything like that. So you've got, for a supporter's point of view, you've got to sometimes trust your manager because let's be honest, these guys have been through it before. People, Ange said that I think, I think he came for the moon, I think he said, you know, he's coached for a hell of a long time. Yeah. So he knows where his players are. Gio is the exact same at Rangers. He's been over the course before, you know, both as a player and as a manager now and as a coach at big, big clubs. And he knows what's the expectations at these football clubs if you don't win, there's a criticism. Mm. So you've got to be able to make big calls. And I think both of them have done that tremendously well when they've been under pressure. Uh, Giovanni, of course, has played in a World Cup final. He wasn't far away minutes from, from winning it, wasn't he? He, he knows yeah. the game and, and sitting yeah. talking to him three weeks yeah. ago now, I spent a, a, a bit of time with him. He knows what kind of job he's in um, who's his goalkeeper on Saturday who's he going to McGregor. back to Alan McGregor I, I, no says, I, I think yeah. I was surprised I don't I'm sure a lot of people were surprised that John McLaughlin was in but he has played in the Scottish Cup and I think in the final John McLaughlin will play I think he'll play John as well in the cup final I think John done well he came and ten things mm-hmm. Alan's yep. no one great at coming off his line and I don't mean that disrespectfully he's a bit like Andy Gorham likes to make sure he's going to make the saves on the line John McLaughlin came and got a couple of big punches in at important times uh, in the game on Sunday so he's not let him down at any time he's played you know and I think he'll play in the cup final I think uh, McGregor will be back in for Saturday there's absolutely no doubt that it's going to be some weekend back to the weekend and the cup semi-final Deciding moments. This is Ange Postacoglu's take on what might have been and, and what happened. That's how these games are usually uh, decided. You know, I don't. Like I said rarely uh, one side, particularly when you've got two strong teams, uh, dominate over the other, or in, and they're rarely open games. So you know, we had obviously we did have an opportunity to to go two up. It wasn't taken. Like you said, they went up the other end and scored. And even then, yeah, there were still moments I thought we we you know we could have uh, done a little bit better with. But um, in the end, they took their moment in uh, in extra time and. End up winning the game. Yeah, extra time for the second time in three days. Does he buy all the chat about that? No, I think people make too much of that stuff. I think, um, so, you know, at the end of the day, it's um, two teams giving everything up until the, the final minute. That there's there's so much at stake that I don't think you know it's got to do with tiredness or anything. I, I think all you know, all <clears throat> 28, 29, 30 players that came on today gave everything they they could, and I think that's what you expect in this kind of game. We certainly didn't expect. To, to be running over the opposition. I think that's, um, you know, that's not how it works. He talks sense as well, doesn't he? Very fair assessment. Absolutely, but for me, it's another argument. 
I don't think the boys, the younger boys, play a lot of games now. I think that's the biggest problem. Young kids, we used to be playing all the time out in the evening. I know that's completely different nowadays, but that's the only way your body was put in that position. And I think that's the same with senior players. The more games you play, the more times you're playing. I'd have hated to play in the modern day game when they're changing the team. You know, right, we're going to play this in the cup, we're going to play that in the league or whatever. That would have me up the wall. If I, had one, if I was playing well, I wanted to stay in the team. And that's why I was always a great believer. If it's going to be a squad game, make sure I'm between 1 and 11. You know, yeah, I'm not sure. wanting to argue with it. I want to play. And it didn't matter if it had played the day before, two days before, three days before. So the manager's not giving them any excuse. On the day, Rangers got that bit of fortune and deserved it, to be fair. They deserved it on that day, so they've no argument. So Peter Grant for Celtic this weekend. Jikamakis was missed, wasn't he? Big time at the weekend. Kyogo not fit yet, but would you expect to see the Japanese striker or uh, we'll wait to find out about Jikamakis? Well, well Jikamakis uh, turned out to be a big player, which, mm. as I said to you, I've always liked him anyway. As I say, anybody who's a top goal scorer in Holland, when your team gets relegated, it says enough about yeah. you. But he gives you something you can put the ball into and hold it in there. Kyogo is slightly different, likes to make great runs and you've got to get the forward passes. But he was making great runs at the weekend, but Celtic were under more pressure in the middle of the field where they couldn't lift their head to see his runs. And that that was probably that's down to how Rangers played. And great credit to them. They stopped the service to him with stopping their playmakers playing. Are both teams going to win this weekend, you reckon? Yes. It'll continue and we'll see you back next week. Great to be back. You both mentioned about Tommy Burns, and of course you played with the late great Tommy Burns so many times at Celtic. And Barry, you really enjoyed playing under Tommy along with Walter yeah, at Scotland. Brilliant character. Um, really enjoyed enjoyed spending time with him he always let me know if we were in the hotel on a Sunday uh, having breakfast he'd come up and let me know he was going to chapel <laughs> um, <laughs> nice and politely uh, but no he was uh, he's asking him to go with him yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no great guy and good coach as well what phenomenal and you mentioned Phil O'Donnell earlier his family are doing the kilt walk this weekend so that's brilliant which yeah, as you know fantastic. is on on Sunday we've got over 10,000 people wow. who will be uh, walking in Glasgow so it's great to raise money for uh, nearly 700 charities it'll be brilliant Peter thanks a million for coming Pleasure, in Paul. see you next week hope yeah. so Barry we'll see you Friday night cheers thanks very much and coming up next after the news it's Jokal Day the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Peter Grant Listen live weeknights from 5 Talking Scottish football first Let's go! There's a new name for Toyota in Glasgow. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Darnley. We're bringing you everything Toyota, backed by first-class service. So come and meet the team and view the stunning new Toyota range. All available with up to 10-year warranty. Including the all-new Igo Cross and new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas too. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Visit Macklin Motors Toyota now at Kennishead Road, Darnley. The new name for Toyota in Glasgow.